podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to episode two of the Not Nina Kowser Show. That's what I'm going with. That's what I called it last time. Uh, I am Guy. I'm Guy Drinkle, of course. Um, and joining me is Dave again. How are you doing, Dave? I'm very good, sir. And, uh, you know, I can tell it's the Not Nina Kowser Show because you get my name right. So happy days there. <laughs> good good how speaking. Does she, mate. How does she screw up, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's all kinds of varieties. It is quite amusing. <laughs> okay, Davos, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, dear me, I'd, I'd need to ask Nina how she screws up Dave, considering there's about 200 of them. Well, she, she's there. usually trying to put put in the second name as well. And, and Oh, God, no, no. The variance comes in, I think. That's where you go wrong. That's where you go wrong. Uh, and joining us is Cam. And Cam, have podcasted before? I know I've produced like most of your pods, but have we actually been on a pod before? You know, I was actually thinking this uh, this very second as well. And I think, I'm sure we have. We may have many, many, many moons ago. Uh, we're talking three, four years ago, or four. Mm. Maybe because um, you had the Guy Drinkle show, didn't you? That didn't was you? pre. That was before AI. Look. Oh, was it? Mm, that was before. I don't think we were on now. So, which show did you use to host? You used to host the show, didn't you? I did a, I did Academy. That was my first one. Academy? No, I didn't no, do Academy. Face Off no. was the last one I did. I've done a Face Off with you. Yeah, that must have been it. It must have been a Face Off. Yeah, but we're talking eons ago. I mean, um, mm. how many light years ago are we talking now? Uh, Seeing as we've had, seen as we got, we've got Marsh. As soon as we've got Martians listening to us today, <laughs> uh, uh, which I'm really pleased with. He's still there, is he, the Martian? He is the, yeah, yeah, the cool. Martian cool. one. He's still here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm quite chuffed with that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah, th- thanks for having us on, guys. Appreciate it. Um, it's nice All to right, be... thank you for joining us. It was, been... yeah. It's nice to be actually podding with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, it's really nice to be podding with with you, you know, uh, mm. not that I don't mind podding with others, but it's nice to pod with you guys. So um, it's always like I do like listening to what you have to say. So this will be good. Looking forward to us. Thank you. Thank you. And you you join us on one of the most boring games, albeit a win, but it was still <laughs> <boring>. <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, it, it was boring, but ultimately, right now, you take it, wouldn't you? What else could we do? You know, we're um, we are just a flat, boring football team right now. We've managed to get a 2 0 win and um, three points. And you know, the dream of in the top four is still alive. And exactly, I mean, the only thing that'd be worse is watching these games with them having little meaning or no meaning at all, but yeah, at least there's still something 
to uh, to play for. But um, Cam, I'll stay with you, and we'll go into Liverpool starting eleven. And by extension, we've had what is it? Another four injuries since we haven't played a game because <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Um, it's some sort of record, hasn't it? It is. It is. We we have a game cancelled, which injures our players somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, I'm... one of them's Cater. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, just... yeah. oh, it wouldn't matter if he if uh, Naby was injured or not. He wasn't coming on the pitch, was he? So, no. So it, it, it's an irrelevance for what Naby whether he's fit or not. It's um, I well, it, I think this is that's a conversation that um, everybody, every man and his dogs have on Discord, and I think. The vast majority in agreement that different team have different ideas. So. To be fair, I mean, we'll get to it at the time, but I don't think Klopp wanted to see anyone else on the pitch scene as he subbed people on in the 85th <laughs> and 90th minute. Uh, <laughs> um, but Dave, coming to you, I mean, the starting 11, we had Reese at centre-back, which obviously means Fabinho goes in the midfield. I mean, that that seems to be the debate. But obviously, that was whilst we had Kabak and Phillips fit. But it's a it's probably a leap. Not a leap of faith. I'm trying to think of what the word is. It's it, it sure. I think Klopp's finally learned that Fabinho is much more needed in midfield than um, centre back. Yeah. So when the team news came through, you know, these days I just immediately go to centre back and wonder what kind of were, what combination we're playing today. Seeing Phillips and and Williams there again, I think Williams has has fallen out of favour like Cater did for a long time. You know, he he had a few bad games and then we've not seen him since so i i'm pretty sure this is the first time they've started together and i thought oh, for fuck's sake it, is. <laughs> it, it, it just yeah it just continues doesn't it this center back um uh, hoodoo they seem to have yeah nightmare that's, that's, that's fair enough word for it but you say obviously uh fabinho moves into midfield but i think up until now, it hasn't been obvious. I, I, I feel like for most of this calendar year, it's been obvious to most of us. But more often than not, Fabinho's been the one pushed back to centre-back, you know, to give that experienced head at the back. So even though, you know, it's like, oh, fuck's sake, we've got more injuries again. I was heartened at the fact that Phillips was playing um, because in terms of pure defending... He does have a bit of Tony Adams about him. You know, he just, that's all he wants to do is defend. All right, he doesn't give you anything in an attack. Don't care. You know, stop conceding these stupid late goals. So I was happy with him being there. And then, you know, I was was a bit nervous about Williams, but, you know, I was more happy. There was more positives for me that Fabinho was in midfield than negatives of, you know, playing a a youngish centre-back pairing. Yeah, I think we may have even discussed it. I can't remember. I can't remember which game we did. We did Leeds, didn't we, Dave? I think it was. But yeah. The first time. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember if Fabinho played centre-back or midfield in that game because all these games are the same. <laughs> but I, I think I was, whoever we were discussing it with... The, the um, last five months, it's it's been the same. It's been Groundhog Day. It's a big blur. It's a big blur. Um, but, Cam, your, your thoughts on, on the team, Shane? I mean, it wasn't the only... Um, 
decision there. We saw Bobby drop for Jota, or rotated with Jota, if we want to be kinder. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was meant to be the original front three that started against United, if I remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously a tactical decision, you'd presume. Um, so what, what what did you make of the rest of the team? Um, aside from Ginny being in the midfield, I was fine with it, to be honest. Um, I, I feel... I can see why Bobby wasn't, wasn't starting and... Maybe Jota was, but between them two right now, it's a flip of a coin. They mm. they both they're, they're both pretty much off the pace of the game, and I think that was reflected in the game with the minimal impact that Jota did have. Um, just a couple of shots really. Uh, there wasn't much from him. Um, yeah, Ginny is Ginny's a strange one for me because. We, I think we all know Ginny's not going to be in next season and mm-hmm. be looking at next season as well. But you can, at the same time, Ginny's been an, a really important play for us. You know, since he signed, he's 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 been a valuable servant. He's he's we're not quite sure what he does, but he does do it. If that makes sense, and whether we needed that today against Southampton, I don't know. I mean, maybe this could have been a game where we could have gone four-two-three-one and started with the front four, or maybe what Shakirian, or maybe started Curtis Jones. I don't know. So Ginny was the one that sort of threw me. Um, I mean, obviously uh, Dave's touched on the centre backs. So I, I, I was pleased, pleased uh, to see two centre backs. Ultimately, just to see two centre backs. I didn't care who, who it was, as long as it was two centre backs and. Fab is back at number six. It's no coincidence in the last six games, Fab has played centre-back uh, two games and we've drawn those two games. And uh, Fab has played four games in midfield and we won those four games. So the moral of the tale is play Fab, Fab in midfield. Yeah, seen as, I mean, the first, 20 minutes. There was a couple chances for us, but we'll go through them in a second. I mean, Cam, I'll stick with you. I mean, Fab in midfield, I think this is probably not the best game to exemplify it, but I mean, he just gives a certain level of confidence. And even in games tonight where he's a bit quiet for his normal standards, we've seen we've seen um, games where he actually absolutely takes over. But what what do you think Fab brings to the midfield specifically when he's not having like a ten out of ten game? Is it is it just simply his presence and the confidence he brings to a Tiago, a Ginny, and probably the solidity of the front three as well? They have less defending to do because in, in past we've seen like Salah track back a lot more and Mane track back a lot, etc. Sorry, um, I dropped out there, so I just got you halfway through. So you you're just asking about what uh, Fabinho brings to the midfield, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So what what's freaked me out here is I, I've got a video on the screen of somebody's uh, ceiling, and a, a gentleman was walking around. Somebody's a uh, <laughs> somebody's press video. One of our one of our listeners, a shoulder length hair, glasses, walking around with a glass. I think I think it's and, Steve W. By the looks of it, is it Steve oh, W. Is it? There we go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Before Steve W brings shame to the AI Discord channel. 
I can see he's he's adjusting his screen. I can see him now. He's, he's putting his bum in front of the camera. What's going on? Oh, he's gone now. Sorry. Uh, that, that completely threw me out. Um, I thought it was me doing something. Sorry. This is you, you can tell this is going to be a shit show on the show. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but he brings stability, doesn't he? Is is he a bolster in the midfield? Um, he's he's stopping stuff. The the dangerous stuff going to. Uh, put pressure on our on our inexperienced centre backs. Uh, um, wasn't always on on top of it tonight. Um, we saw a, a couple of occasions where um, they were getting in behind our centre backs, and Addison was having to sweep up and clear. But generally, it's it's just solidity. It's just solidity. It's a platform to build on, and it's almost like by having him there. It allows us to be a better attacking force. I'm not saying that was the case tonight, but if you know you've got that solidity behind you, it gives the flair players more breathing space to go out and play the game that we know they can play. So that's something that hopefully we'll start seeing again um, from game one of next season, um, you'd like to think. But yeah, he's 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 just uh, he's crucial. He's he's the central pin, isn't he? He's the keystone, whatever you want to call it. I mean, yeah, didn't Linda's call him the lighthouse or something? It was something like that, wasn't it? Um, yeah, something key, like that. key to everything. Yeah. Um, Dave, we'll get into the game then. Um, I mean the first. 25 minutes, I think we're probably the better team, albeit we're not cutting Southampton open at will. I mean, we see uh, Mane shoots a good Trent ball over the over the bar, and then you're thinking, oh no, it's one of them, Mane it is. Um, Most probably should have squared it to Mane and another shot. And then Jota and Mane, Mane and Jota combine quite well with back heel from Mane, and Jota just shoots straight at the goalie after, a, uh, I think he skins one of the centre-backs. But well, we did have chances, um, but were you thinking it was going to be another one of them days? It's probably it's probably impossible to think otherwise, isn't it? And that was for Dave if he was on mute. Yes, thank you very there much. There we go. Guy. It was extra <laughs> analysis that you just missed out on there. You know it. <laughs> I had one. I had one good shirt. It was a good run. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, I absolutely thought it was. It was going to be one of those days. I thought Fraser Forster would have the game of his life. I thought we'd score one uh, in the first half, and then we'd concede late on because we're fucking unprofessional and weak at the moment mentally. But um, uh, apart from that pessimism, obviously, it didn't turn out that way. But yeah, when these chances are going amiss, I mean, the Jota one in particular, he seemed to have the whole goal to aim mm. at. And actually, it, it, the, all right, the, the Thiago one, the, the second right near the end, it's almost like that. He had, he could, all he had to do was open up his body and pick his spot. And he's just trying to blast it, and he's blasted it at a bloody six foot seven keeper straight at him. So. Yeah, and, and Genie hit the bar as well with the header, didn't he? Yeah. In amongst that. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking it, it was going to be one of those days. Um, 
and and it's the slow ponderous build up that frustrates me i don't know why this has crept in this year but we seem to have you know gone from bullying teams you know and destroying them on the uh, you know with this counter pressing style it, it's this slow ponderous build up and everyone's second guessing themselves um, but just to your point about Fabinho as well, for all the tactical things, for being that shield of the centre-backs and everything, I just think he doesn't allow us to be bullied in midfield. Mm. I feel like sometimes that we are bullied in midfield. And when he's there, he doesn't have to be anything more than a 6 out of 10. You know, no one's bullying Fabinho. And I think that's something that he gives us as well. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I think, I mean, Southampton did have a chance, but there were quite few and far between, especially in the first half. I think their chance came from just a bit of direct play behind the centre-backs, really. Um, And and then, I mean, Cam, Ali's back to his best at the min, you'd have to say, because he came out and just shown that he is a big bear of a human being, and pretty much, I'm pretty sure it was Shea Adams, he just absolutely mauled him. <laughs> yeah, he did, um, and it was 46 seconds later, uh, Sadio's put the ball in the back of the net, so that that was as crucial a save as, as you were going to get at any moment in the match today. Um so, yeah, and, and that goes back to what I said. That it was one of the, those occasions where the ball was played in between the channel, between the centre-back and the ball-back. Um, uh, attacker, whoever it was, I don't know who it was. Uh, I think it was Teller, possibly, uh, running behind Phillips. Because Phillips and Williams don't have pace. You're still gonna, mm-hmm. We still insist on playing that slightly higher line than what other teams do. So that allows the opportunity for that. So if you're going to play that way, you're meant to be stopping. You've got to stop those balls going into those spaces. And on, uh, they're just showing it on Sky now. Um, it, I, I think it was Teller, but Alisson did really well in that. What he, he, he um, didn't do was dive in, made himself really big and imposed himself. And then from that, in that very same instance, then, um, Trent then loses the ball on the edge of the box to Redmond. Yeah. And um, Alisson just plucks the ball out of the air from the shot. And then from there, we went, went on and scored. So there were weaknesses in our game today. There were definite weaknesses in our game. And um, it was Southampton that without Ings, they don't have a, a recognised striker, you know, a potent force on mm-hmm. run. And I, you know, we, we got away with it today in that respect. So any other day, you, you could see them scoring. But I honestly, today, I didn't think they were going to score. Maybe because the game was so boring and nothing was really happening. I just didn't You're think they were going to score. <laughs> You're a braver man than I. <laughs> well, I was more interested in our WhatsApp chat than uh, what was going on on the game, to be honest. That's so true. Uh, That's true. To be fair, you didn't, we didn't miss much, I don't think. <laughs> this was, this was the most exciting one minute of the game, and I thought it was going to be bad off that. Uh, uh, I Dave, I'll come to you for the goal then. I, we On the back of them, well, one and a half saves from Ali, when Trent just decides, I'll just stand still on the edge of the box and see what happens. But then we go up straight up the other end of the field, and uh, 
And Scar, I mean, there was a stat banded about afterwards, but we'll get into that in a sec. But, I mean, more Salah and, and Mane. Obviously, Mane has not had the season any of us wanted. But more Salah, I mean, his creativity doesn't get spoken about enough for what a player he is. No, and I, honestly, I, I still put it down to the xenophobic media uh, that generates a lot of this. Mo Salah is one of the, if not the best player I think I've seen. Yeah, he's selfish. Yeah, he's always our top, top goal scorer as well. You know, the guy is amazing. His his stats are off the charts. Um, but for some reason, you know, and I've kind of alluded to it a little bit there, you know, he just doesn't get the credit that he deserves. That cross that he put for Mane was an absolute peach. I, I don't, you know, Mane's not had his best season, has he? But he, he couldn't miss that one. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, come on. It was, I mean, it it was so inviting, you know, curling towards, took the defender out of it. Uh, Yeah, Mane did well with the leap, but I I just thought the cross was perfect. And again, though, the the commentators, so I was listening to Stephen Warnock on one of the uh, the, other channels. And, um, yeah, they just choose to talk about, oh, that's the first assist, you know, between these two mm, all season. They play in. opposite sides of the fucking pitch, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> it's like people choose to highlight the negatives, and it's all about just perception of the players. Mm. Stop talking about that shit. This is an amazing player. I know we've been crap for the last five months, and... You know, we're all a bit tired and we just want the season to be over, hopefully with us in fourth. But, you know, this is an amazing player that we're seeing. And, and Mane will bounce back. He's just, you know, he's had a bit of a blip. Yeah, I think, Cam, we have seen... I don't think he got back to his best, but I think we have seen an improvement from Mane. That may be down to due to the fact his level was that low. But I think Mane is kind of improving week in, week out. Two goals in the last three games for him now. Mm. Um, you, if, if that's not an improvement compared to the season that he's had, then nothing is. So, yeah, that's all you can ask now, isn't it? That he, he continues this for the next four games. He doesn't stop. Um, he's got to push on, give it everything he can, because next season, we. We've got to come back and prove a point as a football team, as a football club, that what we did over the last two, three seasons wasn't just a pure accident or fluke or whatever terminology you want to use. So to get Savio back to his best, we need him to start now. And there are signs there that, um, you know, he's maybe just finding his... uh, um, Goal scoring again, and, and that's crucial. Um, he, he needs to be scoring goals. And I, I think I heard his stat that last season he scored with 25% of his shots, and that's phenomenal. This season it stands 10%, which is probably average for what most players score. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It, it's, you know, the narrative that um, he's having a bad season is correct, but it if you actually dig down into it deeper, maybe, maybe not. Uh, just going back to Mo Salah, 
for me, he, he he's been the best player in the league for four years, mm. and he's still and we've been awful this season. We've been shock shot this season as a football well, you're team. Only allowed, you're only allowed to talk. Cam, you're only allowed to talk about Harry Kane and an underperforming team carrying it, you know? <laughs> you know? Who? <laughs> Who? I, saw Kane. Kane. I saw um I saw Bielsa was uh, sitting on the same number of trophies as Harry <laughs> Kane has won this year, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. But, um, no, Mo Sarri, he's a, he's a brilliant football player. Brilliant football player. And don't touch on it. It's xenophobia. Uh, there's nothing else, you know. I mean, it, it's just it's just ridiculous. You know, appreciate the man for what he is. You know, a brilliant, brilliant football player. End of. Now his his greedy. He scores on average with every five and a half shots on goal. Guess who's got a who who needs more shots per goal to score than um, Mo Salah? It's not, it's not the blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy from London, is it? Uh, he's one of them. The other one's Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> to be fair, Ronaldo does take a hundred shots to, to score a goal nowadays. Uh, there you go. But you know, nobody nobody says Ronaldo's greedy to the extent Salah is. Messi's Messi's on about same. Messi's on the same number of shots as Mo Salah. So that I think he's probably the most. Un, he's the most under. He's the most underappreciated player. Maybe not from Liverpool fans, but in terms of Premier League history, like people laugh it off, even if you compare him to someone like Hazard. Like this is a this is someone you should be in the conversation with Thierry Henry, etc. I'm not saying he's better than Thierry Henry because when I was growing up, Thierry Henry was one of the best players in the world for me. But more Salah should be compared to them greats, not people like Hazard. No, exactly. I mean, Hazard was a wonderful player at Chelsea. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. He was world-class at times. But he wasn't world-class consistently. N- never that's, for that's a full season. Never for a full season. Salah's been world-class for, for four years now. Since the day he kicked, first kicked the ball at Liverpool, he's been world-class. Simple as. You know, it's how it's even a debate is mind-boggling. It is crazy. Like, even... even You look at, like, team of the season, like, TikTok football's horrendous in the best of time, but you look at TikTok, you look at Twitter, people talking about team of the season, people got, like, Jack Grealish and Son in the team over more Salah. It's like, if we didn't have more Salah, we'd probably be 15th. And I'm not even, like, over-exaggerating there. You're being generous with 15th. Well, I just said, if you put more Salah in Brighton's team, we'd be Brighton and they'd be us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're probably right. That's all Brighton are missing a goal scorer. They're actually playing mm. football than us. Probably, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Played us <laughs> yeah. off the fucking park, didn't they, Anfield? Yeah. <laughs> but and more Salah battering us. <laughs> uh, dear me. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it is strange, Mosa. But I am kind of talking to the converted here in the uh, in the Discord chat. I, I presume. Uh, or so, so, can I ask a, a genuine <laughs> question then? Do you guys yeah. think he is Salah is better? So Suarez had that one amazing season before he left. Do, hmm. do you think? Do you think Salah is better than that, or Suarez was better? I think Suarez was better for them eighteen months. Like the second half of 
12, 13, then all the 13, 14 when he wasn't biting people. Um, I think that was the best player I've seen in a Liverpool shirt. But in terms of great Liverpool players, like Mo Salah eclipses for me Torres, Suarez, um, Fowler, etc. Fowler was a bit before smidge before my time. Um, Owen's not really in the conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean Salah is greatness. I think he's into probably greatest. That doesn't mean best. I think he must be the greatest of my lifetime, which. My first season, I watched Liverpool was probably 02 or 03 or 03 or 04. So in that time, he's probably been great, Liverpool's greatest forward. And he's certainly in the conversation. I'd probably say second best forward to, to Suarez. Mm. What about you, Cam? Salah, I mean, his first season, 32 Premier League goals. That, you know, just to come in and just in your first season and score 32. Premier League goals. I think it was 44 goals, 45 goals in all competitions. Mm. That just eclipses Suarez for me. Suarez was a genius, don't get me wrong, of a football player. He he, he was probably more skillful, and he and and that is probably where you, why people think that. Um, Suarez was the better player because some of the stuff Suarez would do would you would it would take your breath away you would gasp but he did you know the the prime example is um, the goal against Newcastle where he takes it on his chest as he's running towards the cop the ball comes over his shoulder and he takes it on his chest how does a player do that <laughs> he's running in the same direction as the ball. <laughs> the ball's coming over his shoulder, and he and he twists his body while he's running. He's got a defender on him. He's got a goalkeeper coming at him, and he takes it on his chest, and somehow he brings it down in the same motion. It goes around the keeper. I mean, that is genius, genius levels of football. And he and he proved what a genius he was because he then went on to Barcelona, and and he carried on from there. But if you look at his first couple of seasons. He wasn't that player. He was just a genius who did stuff now and then. Whereas mm. Salah has just been consistent. Mm. He's just been consistently brilliant for us. He's he, he's so creative, it's shocking. Others are not scoring the goals that they should be because of his creativity. Whereas if the others have been scoring as, as, mu as much as they should have been, then you'd be saying... Wow, look at Mo Salah, look how many goals he's creating. But because the others aren't mm. contributing as well, whereas with um, Suarez, he had Daniel Sturridge, and we know what a genius Sturridge was as well. Mm. You see, Sturridge and him, they... Now, oh, that's an underrated player. That is an underrated player. Yeah, he, mm. was a he was another genius of football player. And unfortunately, we, we know... What happened with him and, and where he was? Thanks, thanks, Hodgson. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things I, I used to love about Suarez was like, you know, a couple of defenders would double down on him and he'd be sort of inching his way towards the goal 
And he wouldn't do a particular flick or trick or anything, not Ronaldo or Messi style, but he would somehow brute force end up the other side of those defenders. <laughs> and you're like, there is no room. How, I, I don't, and you end up replaying it back and you're like, I don't, I've watched it three times now. I don't understand how you've done that. So yeah, I agree. Suarez was amazing for, in particular, that last season, I think. But for me personally, I, I'd have Salah over Suarez. I, I just think for whatever reason, what he's done, his contribution has just been a bit underrated. Mm. And he, he, he hasn't scored the beautiful goals. I mean, Suarez, the types of goals that he used to score were were very pleasing on the eye, weren't they? And, and mm. Salah just, not, just quite... Norwich alone. Just Norwich alone. Just, yeah, <laughs> if you play Norwich every week, you know, he'd, be, he'd, he'd have a goal of the season competition against himself, wouldn't he? But... Yeah, uh, Salah doesn't score those, but in terms of his contribution to the team, it, it was amazing. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't alleviate him from uh, criticism from Klopp for not tracking back. It seems so. Um... Well, to be fair, even today, <laughs> he sprinted. Um, he caught that ball. I think it was Fabinho who did a loose. It might have been Thiago actually. He did a very loose pass and more sprinted a good thirty, forty yards to. Yeah. I thought it was Trent at first, and then I looked up, and then I looked at the number on the back of the shirt, and it was um, an eleven for Mo. And I was like, "Oh wow!" So um, I think he's, he, I think he does do the work. I, I think um, of our hardest working players, and he's consistently been our hardest working player throughout the season. I agree. There, there was some point, I think it was in the second half, though, that the commentators were going on about Klopp was going nuts because there was one particular passage of play which uh, Mo didn't track back on. And I think that he was probably going overboard a bit because Redmond, if anything, was probably about their most dangerous player, wasn't he? That sums up why Southampton are 15th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear. But yeah, I think if it's an interesting one, maybe one for the summer we can uh, have a, a big discussion about forwards and stuff. Maybe Marner can get in this discussion as well. Um, but we do have to, unfortunately, go back to talking about the game. Um, so that's pretty much the first half. Mo did have another chance after the goal where he probably, his first touch kind of let him down after. We've just praised him all this. He screwed up a chance. <laughs> um <laughs> And then, like, 10 people got back on the line, so it was tougher than it could uh, should have been, really. And then there was half-time. I'll be honest. I've got notes in front of me. I've got one note from the second half. It does not Phillips can't header because he screwed up that header. And then I've put, I've got bored and can't be bothered taking notes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you might have to help me with the second half for a bit. To, um, to be fair, I went Phillips up, was I went <laughs> <laughs> I went out to help my daughter start a car, so I didn't see the second half. Was there a second half? <laughs> yeah. Tiago got a goal. <laughs> nah, <laughs> don't be silly. Don't be silly. <laughs> Next year we tell you Ox- me Oxley Chamberlain came on the pitch as well. Well, you did. And did fuck all. Nearly for 30 seconds. Uh, I mean, is there anything? Because there wasn't loads of situations. Actually, there is one to talk about. Alison. We we praised him earlier on. Look, Cam, <laughs> his, his passing is a bit drunk at, at the best of times, isn't it? Well, his passing 
Passing is, is quite good, but when he tries to do that quick ball out, it's like he's doing it with his eyes shut. <laughs> Maybe. Hitting and hoping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think that's it. And um I, I think maybe he was just getting a bit bored. You know, wanted a bit of excitement. I don't know. It's, it's just a strange one. Um He had a bet on one all, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. But well, it's nice to it's nice to see the beard was back. Probably. So um when the beard when he's got and, the beard the touch back. Yeah, when the beard and tashes out, it's, um, that's always a good sign. And um, we usually end up with winning more than we than we don't. So um, yeah, that was a, that was a strange one because uh, the past before, uh, obviously we're referring to the Shea Adams chance, but the past before was to Tiago, and it was a poor pass mm-hmm. to Tiago as well. And mm-hmm. you know, he he does that quite a lot now, and. Um, it's something he needs to eradicate from uh, from his game as well. Um, a little bit of overconfidence. This, I don't remember him doing it the last couple of years, though. I mean, he's been a bit patchier this year. I'd probably say, obviously, he had a lot of injuries last year, I think, as well. But it's not something I associated with him. Obviously, he had the couple like where he tried to Cruyff turn, like in his first season and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't remember he's just being. Not that. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember him being too panicky with the ball at his feet. Is, is that something that's came in this season? You remember that one incident? Um, he was at the Anfield Road end, and he just chipped the player. I do. Player. But I can't remember. Yeah, do you remember? And that was like, and that was after he'd done, you know, messed up with a Croy turn as well. And that was that the same game. So it was Leicester. No, no, no. This was this was a this was a game at Liverpool. The game, the Leicester right. goal was at the Leicester one was at Leicester. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But and that was the type of confidence. It was like, wow, you know, the guy has got really good good footwork for a goalkeeper. But and his kicking is good, but it's not as good as I think it could be. I mean, mm-hmm. We know that the best goalkeeper with his feet is Edison. And mm-hmm. the reason Edison's so good with his feet is because he used to play left back before he became a goalkeeper. He's basically a, mid- he's basically a midfielder now, to be honest. Yeah, he is. Uh, so, uh, so you want to see him get to that sort of level and be able to play a ball out the way Edison does. But mm-hmm. hasn't he got an assist this season? He, he assisted yeah, more last season, didn't he? I think he's got one this season as well. I'm sure he has. Sure, I think he's got one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here, do you, do you think without Virgil and Gomez there, maybe there's a lack of confidence in who's in front of him to not pass it out? Well, how many different centre back pairings has he had in front of him? All of them. I think that's it, isn't it? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you can't develop. Um, Relationships on the pitch, and if, if it's chopping and changing all the time, so maybe that 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 could be it. Um, but it still doesn't excuse this passing. You know, it's it's not like you mm. under pressure with those passes. They are just genuinely poor passes. And yeah, I mean, hopefully needs... when the centre backs come back, he'd be all right. Yeah, we'll win the league next season. There's no doubt about it. We're not going to lose again. I'm going to be unbeatable. 
<laughs> I like you it. heard it. I like it. I mean, Dirk. <laughs> Big confidence. Early bet from Cam. Um, Dave, I mean, just a couple of words on the, on the inexperienced centre backs. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of Nat. You you mentioned earlier it was good to see him back, but we haven't seen Reese in a while, have you? I mean, how, how do you think they did as a pairing? I think they did everything we could expect of them. I thought uh, Reese sporting a new haircut, you know, looked like Most a different player. Thing. Exactly. Um, I, I do take, you know, notice of the hair, especially Shakiri. But mm-hmm. no, I, I, you know, he, he he hadn't done that well, had he Reese in a, the last couple of games that he played, and so, you know, he, he seemed to be put in shit corner for a, a little while, but. I thought he did okay when he was one on one in the first half. I, I thought he was done and and could have easily given away a foul there and mm-hmm. uh, you know possibly been booked or whatever. But I think he did okay without thinking. Oh, this is a future centre back for us. You know, I, I I think we all got a bit carried away when it when he first came in and it's like True. oh this this guy looks amazing. You know, he's, he's he looks be, like Van Dijk. Yeah. He will be yeah. Van Dijk. <laughs> In the same way that Jordan Ive was the new Raheem Sterling, you know what I mean? It, it's just not... Uh, we, we just get a bit excited at times. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I think... I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about Man of the Match later. I, I thought the standout for me was Nat Phillips, though. Again, mm-hmm. he's not going to stroll through defend, the the midfield and, uh, you know, Matip style or anything like that. But he's he's got more confident in terms of, you know, laying off those simple passes. And he doesn't mind giving Allison a bit of a bollocking if he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I, I quite like that, you know. And again, first and foremost, I want my defenders to be good at defending. And I think mm-hmm. that's what Nat Phillips gives you. Um, it's when you add the gloss on top of that, that that he's lacking a bit. But no, I I thought they did well. And look, it's a clean sheet, isn't it? So, you know, we can't really... It's better than Fabinho and Kabak. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's against Southampton, who rarely score away from home, you know. Certainly... Without the one striker, they actually deserve. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we still... I, I thought in the second half... We were doing a good, uh, we were making a good effort of it to try and make sure that we replayed the previous five months again, you know, and, and just yeah. let Southampton back into it. And just, you know, I think Allison's poor pass out, you know, to just, you know, give himself a camera, a camera shot save at the end there, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was just all contributing to that. And I must admit, you know, now, when we're sitting back and smoking a pipe and talking about the game, you know, it all seems pretty zen. But I think for the first half of the second half, I thought we were in real danger. They they made a, a bit of a switch. They brought a Femi on. And I thought that mm-hmm. that gave them an extra injection of pace again. For some reason, Steve, Steve Warnock seems to think he was like, oh, Thiago's, you know, dropping off the pace of the game. This was on about 60 minutes. And I'm like, I don't think that's the oh, case. Car- We're just Car- being... Carragher was doing the same. Don't worry about that. He was, uh, he was we, we were just being overrun. But again, a bit like the Mo Salah stuff, I think people look to Thiago first, you know, when things start not he's, quite working in midfield. He's not created 80 goals. He's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't scored a 30-yard screamer or, you know, uh, well, yeah. 
So not a thirty yards, but it was like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right, wasn't it? I'm sure we'll get onto that. Yeah. But yeah, I I actually thought it. I didn't feel particularly comfortable, and no, I, I, I just felt myself getting more and more wound up. You know, we we watch this stuff; it's entertainment, isn't it? We watch this because we love it. But I just, you know, haven't really been loving it of late, and and uh, I just felt like I was going to get kicking the stones again in this match. But we did tighten it up, didn't we? We we changed something. Um, not quite sure what, but we. We weren't as creative going forward, uh, but we managed to stop Southampton doing anything. And that's mm. what resulted in that kind of boring spectacle. But, you know, right now, after the period of, of games that we've had, I, I'll take boring. I'll take that 2-0 any day. Yeah, I think everyone's the same. If we if we get 1-0, grind out 1-0 wins in the next four I mean, it might it might not be job done, but it's the best we could have done in, in this context. Although we kind of screwed up the last two games. <laughs> um, but Carl, I mean, anything else from the second half? Because it was, well, obviously before the goal, um, but it was a bit of a non-event as soon as we kind of just went midfield, stay there, <laughs> do not move, and we'll bore our way through this. Yeah, I mean, there's... The only highlights for me the second half was was the goal. Um, there wasn't really anything going on. It, it was dull. Um, the the clean sheet was 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 big today. I think. I mean, for Nat Phillips now, that's four clean sheets in his last six appearances. So. Uh, that tells you. You would never is... guess. You'd never guess which centre back I brought in on FPL. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Ben Davis for a minute there. Oh God, no, he doesn't exist. <laughs> you get more. That's the... by Ben Woodburn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one centre back pairing we haven't seen, isn't it? I, the one, it's the one centre back we haven't seen. He's <laughs> 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 not real. It's not real. It, no. it, it, Tax it, dodge. It, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some. There's some. Uh, oh, I was going to say it in Punjabi. Then there's some dodgy stuff going on uh, without Ben Davis. Some too, people have sure. the Cayman Islands. We have. We have Preston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, I mean, for me, the second half was a non-event. Really, it was. Um, it, today was just performance. Is irrelevant now. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, it's all about just keeping a clean sheet first and foremost. Get the goal, and the clean sheet is even more crucial because then that means that the front, the attackers, the midfielder, whoever scores that goal, that means as a team we've done the job at one end of the pitch. We then need to do the job at the under, other end of the pitch. Having that Phillips there, who is a decent centre back. Is he Liverpool quality going forwards for the next ten years? No, and and we all know that. But this season, he is Liverpool quality. He will do. He will do everything he can to stop that ball going in the back of the net. And you cannot ask any more than that from him. And I'll tell you something as well. His passing is underrated. His passing through the lines is is better than what what people give him credit for. 
he is very, very good at that. Um, he's, he's calm on the ball. He's composed. He's, we know he's excellent in the air. Um, could it be better at the other end? Of course, every defender wants to go and score a goal when, you know, when we have a corner. But it's like a 1 in 8 chance, I think, or 1 in 11 chance from people scoring from a corner. It's so mm. rare. It's not, you know, you think of how many corners there are in a game and how many goals are actually scored from corners. It's I think it's just very... because we have a hundred corners again. <laughs> it seems that way to me. Yeah, it was I mean, Southampton who yeah. were running the corners up, weren't they? So um... they were time they were time wasting from the fifth minute. <laughs> <laughs> it took them that long. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's the first time they touched the ball, probably. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, clean sheet was crucial, and like I say, uh, for me. The biggest impact on that, I was getting a clean sheet, was Nat Phillips. Mm-hmm. And, and Alison, obviously. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. And Roos was okay. Don't forget, it's his first game in how many months? March, I think they said it was, which would have been the FA Cup game, I presume. FA Cup against Manchester United. Mm. And he was, he was running ragged. Mm. So, it was, hopefully, Quebec will be back for our next game, um, because I would worry about Reese up against a genuine striker with pace in mm. somebody like Rashford, Greenwood, even Cavani. Uh, Cavani, Cavani is a, just a wonderful football player and um, a very, very clever football player. Um, his movement is, is, is excellent. So that will be a big test for us on Thursday. But we don't know what team United are going to put out yet. They've got another three games, another two games before um, they get so, to Thursday. So um, there'll be a lot of chopping and changing for them. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, Dave, I mean, before we get on the man of the match and, and anything else, saying the Thiago goal, it's obviously, he's had a weird season. Like he's had really good moments, like his debut when he came on for a half against Chelsea. I think that was his debut. I might be wrong with that. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and he's probably been improving recently, especially when Fabinho's been in midfield. But he's had a very up and down scene, I think it's fair to say. And some unfair criticism from that BBC bloke the other week, which was just weird. But to get his first goal, and it's a nice goal as well, it, hopefully that's a start of something. I mean, I don't think anyone expects him to just turn into Bruno Fernandes and get 20 and 20. But it, it's it's nice to... I don't know, punctuate his arrival type thing. That sounds stupid, but I'll go with it. Well, we need to get, uh, we need to be awarded some penalties for him to be a Fernandez. Uh, so, so I don't well, see true. that happening. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I hope this kickstarts him being a a goal scoring midfielder because you know for the last three or four years, our, our front three have been absolutely amazing, haven't they? And we just haven't really had those goals from midfield. I know when we've needed them, of course, it, it was just the anniversary, wasn't it, of, of the mm. uh, Barcelona match. And, and so, you know, Genie, Genie scored a couple there, but it's very, very rare that we get many goals from midfield at the moment. And, and I think we do need more than that. You need to share those goals around. So, um, no, I, I hope he goes on to bigger and better things. He's come into a very chaotic time hasn't he you know can you imagine 
you know, some of these matches that we've had to suffer on the TV this year, if we'd have had a packed Anfield, we know that those matches would not have been the same. And, mm. you know, I, I love the way Thiago conducts himself. You know, he, he seems like a really smart guy. I liked the fact that, you know, when we conceded against Newcastle again, he just said that's unacceptable, unprofessional. You know, he knows how to close out these games. And I, I think we need to stop looking at him for all the answers. And, and it, we need to become that red machine again, uh, which is what, what we were before. And I know we've, we've been unlucky a bit with injuries in key positions. And I think, you know, next season for him, I, I think he's going to be amazing. It would be a really interesting summer for us. Um, and, and I think we do have to make a, a few transitions, you know, we have to shift some people out and bring some people in. But I, I'm expecting big things from him. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he'll go from strength to strength from now. Yeah, I think if we get a midfield of him, TR... Thiago, Fabinho, probably Henderson for the main part, but rotation, etc. And then, I don't know, I guess we'll keep one of Ox and Naby, you'd presume. Although Klopp said probably both today, but he's is, a liar. Is it just me, though? Has he kind of cut out the Paul Scholes tackling? He seems to have done that a bit less now. I think he went through a period... Where every tackle, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, you're going to get sent off here. A bit, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Because <laughs> he was a walk. Like, I know he didn't get red carded, but every game was like, oh my, you're getting sent he's off. He's always on the edge, <laughs> wasn't he? He literally was yeah. as tackling as, as Paul Scholes. And yeah, he, I, don't, I don't know if that was just born out of feeling the pressure. And, mm. and feeling like he had to be the main man and, and sort the of... Premier League's the hard league. You can get away with anything. No, yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> God, you can't nowadays. No. It's ridiculous. So there was a foul today. I think it was Fabinho. And he won the ball. Mm. But because he took out the man after, we, he gave away the free kick. Was like, yeah, he's, meant to, he's, he's not allowed to have momentum. He's he's meant to defy the laws of physics and instantaneously stop his body from going forward once he's touched that ball. People were asking for Sterling. It may may have been an orange car, but Sterling had something similar, but he just caught someone on the uh, calf, I think, earlier. It's a bit of a a weird situation. It's nonsense, isn't it? It, Who was that Arsenal player who got sent off for a clearance the other day? It's very strange football at the minute. Um, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I think it was Mari. I might be wrong with that. Um, but it was it was daft. But we'll was that the uh, Europa? Was it? No, it was the Premier League. I think. Yeah. All right. Okay. So what he got sent off as he cleared the ball and it, like his kick through, caught someone like towards the knee and he got sent off for it for kicking the ball. Pretty much. <laughs> it was a strange. Yeah. Search on Twitter. I, th- I think probably you wait. Yeah. I think it's UEFA probably giving the mandate that, you know, you have to protect these players, don't you? Meanwhile, shipping them off around on international matches and stuff like that. And another 10 games in the Champions League. Um, yeah. But anywho, before we get on another rant about something random, um, we'll finish with Man of the Match. And Cam, it seems you're edging towards one of the, where Nat Phillips or Alisson. 
indeed, indeed. Um, it would be Alison for me, um, primarily for the save um, from Shay Adams um, in the first half at 0 0. And then obviously, less than a minute later, we went and scored. But if he, that save had not been made and Shay Adams had scored, Mm-hmm. Who knows what we'd be talking about now? You know, you, you, I dread to think um, if the heads would have dropped. So just for that save alone, I mean, I'm sure eight out of ten keepers would have made that save, but it was just the timing and how crucial a save it was. So um, Plus, he, he did have a really good game. I think he made... Six saves, one catch, one clearance, or something, one tackle, and what you know, when the stack came up or something. So, one knee uh, assist to Southampton, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we all round contribution to both teams, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think for that, he's a so. fan of the beautiful game, he's, 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 he's just a man of the people, definitely, definitely. So, mm. uh, yeah, so Alison for me, good stuff, Dave. Is it between them two for you as well? Uh, I'm going to throw Mo in there as well. You know, mm. put an absolute peach of a cross in, but also, you know, he had he had the opportunity to score a few goals himself. I know he could have cut it back in the first half to Mane, um, but you know, we've seen him score from those angles as well. So I, I, I'm not going to criticise too much a striker who, who you know tries to score goals. Uh, and then he had some chances in the second half as well. And that's the thing. It, Chances seem to fall to him, and it's not by luck. You know, he's he's there in the right position. I think he should have had another assist. I don't know what happened to Jota's feet. <laughs> he sort of mm. got a nice little ball in, and then he just, you know, reminded The ball was slightly himself. behind him. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, didn't, I, I didn't see a good replay of that, but I, it looked strange uh, the way he was trying to untangle his feet there so for me i i think mo was was right up there in terms of an attacking force i think allison you know for years and years probably since grobelar we had keepers who would make the great saves uh but then if they were you know if they didn't have to do anything for 89 minutes they might make a mistake or they just, mm. you know, not make a save that you think, oh, yeah, that, was, that, that could have been saved. Um, and, and that's the difference with Allison. You know, he makes those saves. And even, you know, when he passes it to the opposition, he still makes that save. So we'll <laughs> forgive him for that. Um, but you know what? I, and I think this is a slightly heart above head uh, pick, but I'm going to go with Nat Phillips because I just think from the first half, you know, he was throwing himself into challenges. He was winning every header. Um, and I think when you see someone as full-blooded as that, and actually, you know, we could go on the pitch, couldn't we, and be full-blooded, but we'd just be shit. But, you know, he does have a little bit about him as well. I, I think, for me, that sets the uh, sets the attitude. And, and as Cam said, you know, his when Nat Phillips plays... I, I don't know how many clean sheets he's racked up in his short Liverpool career, but it does seem to be that quite often, you know, he'll get a clean sheet or, or we'll get a clean sheet when he plays. So, yeah, for this one, I, I'm going to go with Nat Phillips. 
I like it. I like. I'd say Ali as well, but I like. Uh, I like the uh, Nats uh, shout as well. Um, do either of you have any plugs before we go? Cam, go you first. Um, we got a main AI pod in this week. Uh, just proving challenging to get the four of us three at the same time. I'm sure we will get one in. Um, We'll, we'll endeavour. Yeah, we'll get we'll get one side. People just a bit busy at the minute, and yeah. doesn't help. Doesn't help. We got two games a week coming now, do we? Um, Dave, anything for you before we go? Yeah, you can get me on uh, Fridays at Comics in Motion. So we've just literally released uh, Superman Four. Which don't know if uh, anyone remembers that one, but that was an '87 film, absolutely awful, to be quite honest. Uh, it was a Canon film special. Uh, Canon films, if anyone doesn't know, more synonymous with like uh, Chuck Norris type films, Missing in Action, yeah. uh, American Ninja, things like that. And for some reason, they they ended up with a Superman movie, so that that was a lot of fun. And then next week we'll be looking at Jupiter's Legacy, which is the new Netflix film. Uh, film series that's coming out on Netflix. Actually, it dropped. Yeah, I watched. I watched a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's dropped yesterday as we're recording mm. now. So uh, that's from Mark Millar. So he's done stuff like Kick Ass and uh, uh, also The Kingsman as well. So yeah, a, a bit of a different show, uh, and we'll be doing that one next week. Spot on. Do check that out. And uh, I don't know if Nina will be back. I'd... I'll say yes. <laughs> if not, it'll be me again. And it'll probably be Dave. And it'll be a wasteful performance by the Reds, I presume. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's me. Thank you, everyone, for listening, especially the live chat. Can, can, yeah. can we just say, sorry, I need to jump in. Yeah. What do we think? Are we going to get top four or not? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the best now. Yeah, just end on, just end on that negative note. I mean, Cam, Cam, Cam thinks more positively, but I don't think so. Um, I would be surprised if we did. Uh, I'm not saying we can't do it. Um, I just think our general game hasn't been worthy of top four, but then who's has? The league table doesn't lie. Right now, we're not worthy of it. If it happens, it happens. If it was just Spurs and Leicester, I'd say, yeah, but West Ham seemed to be too good, which sounds weird to say. Um, I think West Ham have got a good shout. I mean, they've got Everton next. Then they play Brighton. Um, mm. Then they've got West Brom. You'd expect them to pick up some points there. And, and also then they finish off with Southampton. So I agree. I think it's them. I mean, Leicester have got really hard running, though. You know, they've, they've got Chelsea, Man United. Yep. And then Spurs on the last day. So... I think they're catchable. So, Guy, when you and I talked after Leeds, I said mm. 65 points is what I think will get us fourth. And given that Leicester are on 63, it looks a little <laughs> bit precarious. But I was going to say that was a bit that was a bit optimistic. Yeah, it, it might be a little bit higher. But but I mean, Leicester could lose those three games. So I don't know. I, honestly, at the start of this weekend, I, I was. Zero percent chance, and now, as the old adage goes, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. If we beat United, I think it might be on. But that game, I just—it's—it's it's just always terrible. 
But anywho, that's for hopefully not me to just talk about afterwards. You're not going to yeah, Christ. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to Dave and Cam. And thank you especially to everyone listening live in Discord. Do join us over here if you do fancy listening along. Um, goodbye. Podcast Network.